I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 75 of the Cantabite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, it's my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. We are three quarters old. <laughs> three quarters? Of yeah. Anything in particular or just three quarters? Three American quarters. <laughs> yeah, 75. Like, it's so weird because obviously we thought about 50 and 50 seemed like in my head, like a big deal, but I was sort of aware we were coming upon 50 and 75. I'm like, I noticed it when I was putting up the last episode. That's insane. That's, that's a lot of episodes. I mean, I know it's not in terms of podcasts, but it seems like a lot of just talking really stupid shit. I mean, not all of it's stupid. I mean, <laughs> some of it's Star Wars and some of us is, there's some of it is if we want to bang Thrawn. I totally do, though. Those cheekbones, though. Oh, my God. The new cover, uh, the cover of the new book that's coming out this summer, really fucking hot. I wonder if they're going to have, like, you know how they have, like, a special one with Vader on it? Like, I wonder if they're going to have a special one with Mendo on it. Oh, God, I want them to so badly. Because they do those those convention exclusive covers. And, like, Thrawn would make sense to the book they do that with. But. If I go to Comic-Con this year, I'll try to give you one. Oh, thank you. Well, normally, normally if they do this, they also... Um, they sort of do them at every con they show up at, so they they usually have them at, at New York as well. But oh, that's good then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll be able to get one if they do them. But I somehow feel it's maybe not a whole lot of demand for it. You never know. It's maybe really Ben Mendelsohn really? calling and being like, "Hey, can I be on the cover?" <laughs> <laughs> So, how's your week been? Uh, it's been okay. Uneventful. I guess it felt a little long just because it was the first, like, full day, full week back at work after having some short weeks for the holidays. It dragged a little bit, but how about you? Yeah, I've had a good week. Um, I ate a lot of sushi on Sunday, and, like my pants that I was wearing were, got like really tight and I had to go to Target and get new pants. 
fun. <laughs> and then I saw the Spider-Verse, and that was really good. Oh, yeah. I still want to see that one. Really good. I really liked it. And then I went to Disneyland on Thursday, and I saw our lovely friend Colleen and met her boyfriend Brandon, and they're both lovely. Oh, that's good. Sounds like mm-hmm. a fun time. I know. Colleen's moving down here in like uh, a month, so I'm really excited. It's exciting. Did you go on the stupid car ride? No, I forgot to take a picture by it because every time I'm there, I'm like, I should take a picture of us on cars and send it to Emily. But no, next time I'm there. But it it wasn't that bad. The crowds weren't as terrible since the whole price uh, increase happened. And then uh, last night, I went to this uh, bar and I got this uh, this ice or this ice cream shake with like alcohol in it. I didn't read like what alcohols were in it, but it wasn't that bad. It tasted like coffee, but I wish it was like colder. Alcohol milkshakes are good. Never had one before today. I mean, last night. Yeah, they do that at the... Um the movie theater I go to. Oh, that's cool. They're very tasty. Yeah, it was cool. It was one of those bars where they can play, rent games and play. So I was just sitting there with Carlos playing Uno for like <laughs> a little bit. So that was always fun. Except it was weird. We walked in and the guy's like, oh, there was just a fight here. And I'm like, why are you telling me this? <laughs> like, oh. I don't, yeah, thanks. Like, is the fight still here? No. I just see a lot of people. I always hate going into, like, really crowded bars. Oh, yeah. I hate it. Thank God, like, there was, like, an upstairs area and it was, like, less crowded. But a lot of loud music. Like, I'm I'm very simple. Like, my needs are very simple. Like, alcohol, fun. Two things. That's all (laughs) I need. I don't really need the fun. I'm okay with just, like, sitting quietly in a bar. Yeah. I mean, like... the definition of fun can go from like anything from like, you know, being with friends or, you know, I can have fun just like chilling by myself, you know, with a beer or something, you know, but yeah, it was a good night. I mean, it was a long night at work last night because people keep calling out because they don't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Flu, I would assume. Lots of flu. Yeah. That time of year. Yeah. But I feel like every season's like the flu season because I feel like a lot of people get the flu around like September through like December and then all of a sudden January comes and they're like, oh, it's officially the flu season. And it's like, I thought the flu season was like that whole chunk of fall. But I don't know. Um, did you eat any good food this week? Uh, I made some bread. It turned out pretty good. So what's your secret to your bread? Oh, it's my, the bread that I normally make is like my go-to loaf is the easiest thing in the world because it's not, it's a, like a no-need recipe. Um, so it's, it's literally two parts flour to one part hot water. Um, some salt, 
a spoon of yeast, like up and down, depending on like how big of a loaf you're making. And then you cover it and you let it rise for three hours. And then you heat up, you, pre- you preheat the oven with like a Dutch oven inside of it. Cause then like I use like a cast iron one. So it'll get really hot. And while that's preheating, you, I mean, you sort of like need the dough a little bit, but not, you know, cause normally for bread, you're needing for like 10 or 15 minutes, but this is literally just, you need it for 30 seconds to make sure everything's brought together. And then while the oven's preheating, you let it rise again. And then you stick it in the cast iron with the lid on and you bake it for 30, 35 minutes. And then you take the lid off and you bake it for another 10 or 15 minutes or until it looks done. And it's super easy and delicious. And again, like you don't really need it at all, which makes it so much easier. That's good. So do you just like get some butter and just eat it or do you like use it for like sandwich bread? I mean, I'll use it for toast in the mornings. Um, Like I make a pretty small loaf because, you know, fresh bread gets moldy pretty quick. Um, If you were if you were making a larger amount, it'd probably be a better size for sandwiches. But I do it. I do it for toast and and stuff. And I just also as soon as it comes out of the oven, I eat some because it's delicious when it's still warm and makes the butter melt on it. That's my favorite. When just the butter just melts with it, then you eat it and just happiness. That's happiness is warm bread. Mm, Warm bread is the best. And it makes the house smell good. What's the best bread you've ever had? Um, my dad makes really good baguettes. Ooh. Like super good. And then you, like when you get those fresh from the oven with some like homemade strawberry jam that my mom does, that's pretty hard to beat. Hmm. It's pretty good bread. Yeah. There's also in my hometown, there's a shop called Rachel's Bread. Uh, and it like the stuff she does is just amazing. She had one that's sort of like one of those round rustic loaves with Kalamata olives in it. And that one is, and I think maybe like Parmesan or some sort of cheese. Super fucking good. Hmm. That is good bread. That sounds like good bread. I know I've always wanted to go to like one of those places just like with just like their main thing is bread because I love bread so much and I want to eat all the good breads, you know? Yeah. There's something about just a really, even if it's super simple, like really good fresh bread is one of the most delicious things. Yeah. Like I could just eat, like I could just eat that all day. Same. Like I, I thought my computer shut off. I'm like, oh, that's not good. I went to this, um, what was it? It was this like Cuban seafood restaurant and they had like this kind of like garlic bread and you put this like black bean paste on it. Greatest thing I've ever eaten. Oh, that sounds really good. Like I told Carlos because I just, I, oh yeah, like I don't think I've updated like the podcast. Like I'm officially a college graduate. 
Yay! Like, you don't know how many fucking times that I checked, like, my web portal just to make sure that, you know, I had everything, I did everything, and (laughs) finally, on December 31st, they said, Brittany Brown has been awarded a bachelor's degree in criminal justice, and I'm like, that's it. It's all done, folks. Oh, that's good. Anyways. But yeah, I was telling Carlos, I'm like, we should uh, go back here to celebrate my uh, graduating because, God, that food's so good. Just Cuban and seafood together Mm. and then like that bread with the black beet paste. Like that's just – who thinks of that? Man, that sounds really good. so good. I really like Cuban food. Me too. I just love food. Yeah. I do enjoy food. And I enjoy you. Aw. I get to see you in uh, three months. Yeah, that's crazy. I know. I'm so excited. Oh, man. I know. I have to get some uh, winter wear because California winter wear is um, a sweater, a pair of pants, and some boots. (laughs) But uh, Chicago is um, a life-proof vest, a giant hat, And I'm probably missing some things. Well, I mean, we should be okay in April. Really? Well, I get, well all right. I, I'll, I'll rephrase that. I should be okay in April. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You be I don't okay. know what you crazy fuckers do in California, but you see, I'm lucky because I live in a mountainous area. So the coldest it gets in uh, where I live is like in the. Like I think nineteen to twenties. That's like coldest we've we get sometimes, but that's rarely. I think the coldest I've had it here. Well, I'm technically not where I live right now, but um, like twenty nine thirty. You'll be fine. I know. It's April, I know. not February. Like, yeah, there's can still be some unseasonably cold shit in April, no doubt, but. <laughs> I mean, the chances of there being, like, a freak blizzard or something are fairly slim. Yeah. Okay, well, that makes me feel better, because I didn't want to have to go to Macy's and buy myself one of those giant coats. You're not, like, I, I don't think you're going to need a big puffer jacket or anything. Just have some layers. Okay. Because you don't want to bring a whole bunch of cold stuff and then have it be, you know, 60-something the entire time you're here. That's true. All right, Emily, we have two big news this week, and I think I know which one you want to talk about first. Well, are you looking at the notes? Because that's the order in which I want to talk about things. Oh, really? Because I was looking at the order of the notes, and I was surprised by it because there's something that definitely... Oh, wait. um, Did you ever buy that blanket or the life-size Mendo? (laughs) Okay, that's going to require some explanation. Um... (laughs) So the other night I was pretty drunk and I just was Googling shit and found one of those life-size cardboard cutouts of Krennic. And I messaged Brittany and I put it on Twitter, don't let me buy this. And um, I was the opposite of that went and I was like, well, it's only $35. (laughs) See, the money is not really, like, even if it were only $10, There's a level that crosses into fucking weird and creepy, and I think that would be passing the level. I mean, 
Mm, maybe, but I mean, you really love Mendo. I know I do. But then I found a snuggly looking blanket that also has Mendo. And no, I didn't buy the snuggly looking blanket either because I'm trying to be better about money. Especially with Celebration coming up. Hmm. Hmm. So I haven't yeah. bought it yet. I know. I need to be too. I need to start to... I mean, I already kind of had like a pre-celebration fund like saved up. You know, I would save up the you know the money I would get like for Christmas or something for the past uh, year or two. So I... I think I'm, you know, I could save up some more, but I'm also going to Disney World uh, next week too. So I don't know how much money I'll be spending there. Hopefully not a lot. I mean, I might just get, because I have to get, they have this, because they have the spirit jerseys there. Like that's their big thing there right now. And I have a bunch of them. Like I was going through my closet and I'm like, oh my God, I have like five of these. And they came out with this like purple one that I really want to get. And then I just got my mom one that looks like Wonder Bread. So I'm sorry, what? Yeah, there's this there's a spirit jersey that like the pattern looks like the Wonder Bread. Okay. First of all, I don't I don't even know what a spirit jersey is. It's like a long sleeve shirt here. Okay, because I, I was really... thinking like basketball jersey. <laughs> yeah, just Disneyland is just selling uh basketball jerseys because well, we all have a basketball game well tomorrow. i meant like like that style i'm just, like disney puts their name on absolutely every clothing item that exists mm-hmm. yeah and then they're it's really nice like it you know because the disney clothing like most of their clothing material is like it's really nice material so i mean like when you get these like they're kind of pricey but i mean like they're gonna last you a long time like i wear my spirit jerseys like all the time because they're comfortable you know like they're like two or three sizes too big so i just you know cuddle up in one of them but yeah i mean they're really cute they have like certain themed ones like they're gonna start out doing some star wars ones i saw they had one but it just said like star wars on the back and they had a stormtrooper on the front and the stormtrooper is uh glow in the dark but that's not really my style so i'm gonna wait until they have like more like star wars things so i can look at what i want but that's my collecting everyone's collecting like star wars figures <laughs> collecting jerseys <laughs> Uh, but and Emily's collecting Mendo's. Yep, always. But before we get into that, there is like actual Star Wars news. Thank God. Which is some Resistance stuff. Um, one Resistance is definitely getting a season two. Um, yay! It's going to be this fall, most likely. But more excitingly, and I, I think more interestingly, we got the mid-season trailer and it's actually pretty damn good yeah so you like like neither of us are totally in love with this show but i think i've enjoyed it a little bit more than you so what did you think of the trailer i thought it was really good but i'm hesitant because if there's one thing that star wars is good at trailers (laughs) yeah like especially with those rebels trailers those rebels trailers would bring me in and then i'd watch this show and i'd be disappointed so i'm very hesitant with 
with uh, resistance, even though I haven't felt a way about Star Wars in, you know, just like the past couple of months than the way I felt when you heard Hux's speech oh, from, from the point of view of Kaz and who else was with him? Tora? I think but, I can't remember whether it was Tora or, or Tam. I think it was Tora. Like, I haven't felt that way in a really long time. And I think that's so creative for them to see the speech from the actual movie. Like, I really am excited to see how that's going to be portrayed in the show because that's a really good idea. And then, you know, you see in space, like, all these, like, like one of the planets blown up and Cassie's been like, what the fuck happened here? He's less annoying in the trailer, thank God. We're getting like kind of a more aware cast, hopefully, or else I'm going to go into yeah. Star Wars and punch him. Well, I'm sure there'll probably still be some of that goofiness, but it—I feel like this this makes me think the storyline's going to start to solidify more. That we're going to get less of that standalone cast knocking shit over stuff, and and get into some actual stakes. And we saw that we saw that start in the last couple episodes of the show, I think. But yeah, when 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 he and Poe jump into the star system and they're like, "This is a star system with no star. What the hell's going on?" And and we've known that at some point we'd have to catch up to the movies. But there has been question of when and how it was going to happen, and I I. Th- I thought maybe we wouldn't really get that until next season. So I was super, like, as soon as like you start to hear Hawks' voice, I'm like, holy shit. Like, that was an actual, like, shivers moment. Because that, that speech is so good and so scary. And I love, like, it's, for me, one of the most stunning scenes in Star Wars. Because just visually, it's so impressive and so overwhelming. That I'm I'm glad we're going back to that. I think it's really cool. I'm glad too that we're getting the perspective of all of this from these characters. Like, sure, we got, you know, with Rebels and everything, like the perspective of, you know, the Empire taking control of these planets. But I mean, like with Rebels, it was just one planet. Like they just focus on the fall. I feel like with Resistance, they're gonna show, you know, like Hosnian Prime. That's the planet that they're on right now, right? That's so it's yeah. Called. Okay, they're going to show that and they're going to show probably like other things too because like I'm already caring more about the Hosnian Prime than I ever did about Lothal. So that's a good sign. But yeah, and um, obviously like the first half of the season we've been getting more and more with the First Order wanting to get a, get a foothold in the Colossus and we're going to see that really take form because we see there's a bunch of stormtroopers around and there's this good line from Kaz about like, these aren't, these aren't just security. These are stormtroopers and stormtroopers are only for one thing. And then we get all the, the aces getting, um, getting grounded. And it it just seems like the, the stakes are finally going to be here. Mm -hmm. And because it's this sort of, way station people from all sorts of different backgrounds I I like that it's not 
you know, oh, everybody's already on the same side and every like it's it's not an automatic buy-in for everybody of how they're gonna react to this. Like we've always been following the rebels of the resistance, but but here you have people who are who are outside of the galaxy a little bit more. I mean, even though Kaz obviously is spying for the resistance, everybody's got a different history with them. Mm-hmm. And so I think that could make for some cool shit on the show. Yeah, you know, that's the thing, you know, initially when I first got into the show, like I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but I feel like like as we're going on like these like couple of episodes, I think there's like a new one today too. I'm excited to look. I'm like actually excited to watch it. You know, I feel like as these episodes go on, like I'm becoming more and more interested in the show. So I think that's really good. I mean, other than Kaz being like annoying sometimes, like I like all the other characters. Like I like Niku. I like Tora. I, you know. Yeah. And I think there's some good places they would could go with this. I was actually just listening to um, our buddies on the Blue Harvest podcast this morning. And they said one thing that I hadn't really thought about, which is BB-8's got to leave at some point soon and go back to Poe. And maybe that's why they brought in, um, what is it, CB-23? The pink one. I think, yeah, BB-8's girlfriend. Yeah, BB-8's girlfriend, who we do see in the trailer. At one point, um, she and BB-8 are just floating out in space. But that was something that I think Hawes mentioned that maybe she's going to be his new little droid buddy because there's got to be a droid buddy in Star Wars. Another thing, too, is that this show is going to zoom past both episodes seven and eight because, you know, they happen so close to each other. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Um Partially because we still don't know how much the the jump before before nine is going to be, and so since this will be coming back in the fall, I wonder if this will be like are we going to see a jump in the show timeline as well, or will then the show sort of fill in what happens between eight and nine? I think that's the safest route for the show to do is just to fill in what happens between eight and nine because that's something like we don't know yet. And would this show still, is this show still going to continue after the events of episode nine? That's the thing we have to think about too. But then do we know exactly when episode nine is being shot? Like one year, two years later, three years later? Because three is always the matching number with Star Wars movies for some reason because I believe it was three years from a new hope to empire and then from attack of the clones to revenge of the sith i could be wrong though but three is always a magic number i mean i feel like it can't really go after nine because nine needs to be an ending yeah so this show's going to be short-lived well again i mean it could get another couple seasons if there's a three-year gap. Like, if there's a three-year gap between eight and nine, that still gives you a lot of story to tell. 
Yeah. Interesting. But, I mean, I would, yeah, I don't know. And also, I feel like this trailer basically was all of the, all of the story arc stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if there's still at least a couple sort of standalone episodes in here that we just didn't see anything in the trailer because they want to keep the energy of the trailer up. Yeah, and they do this thing where they like to show like their best scenes. So, you know, we might get kind of like a filler up or like a fi- not a filler episode. You know what I mean though. Like we're just one of those like kind of silly, but then they add something serious at the end. They may add a couple of those and then we get to Hux's speech within a couple of you know silly episodes and then something else big, you know? Yeah. But for right now, I'm excited. Like I still haven't watched the new one, but hopefully it comes out swinging. Yeah, I'll try to watch it tomorrow. But oh yeah, um we still have to figure out Yeah, cuz I'm I'm not, I'm not going to be here for a couple episodes. Yeah, it's very sad. I'm going to do I guess one solo show and the other one we're going to figure out. <laughs> yeah. Live from Orlando. No I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh, man. I'll just send you a bunch of pictures and stuff, and I'll be drunk off of uh, Dole Whip with rum. Just send me some drunk take- drunk voicemails, and I'll string them together into a whole episode. You know what? I might do that. I might, I might send you some voicemails. All right. Deal. Then you can do your solo episode, and then you can review each voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> send us send us okay this is not directed at you Brittany this is directed to our audience send us email and voicemail so I have something to talk about for maybe two weeks when there might not be any Star Wars news yeah I have this thing for some reason when whenever I'm in line for like the people mover or star tours at um, Disney like I always want to send a podcast and email so <laughs> I will Send us an email. Okay. <laughs> at candobitepod at gmail.com. Yes. Okay. Now, the next thing is something I'm very excited about. <laughs> which is okay, so we we had the announcement that there were gonna be there's gonna be a Krennic hot toy, and now it's out. Well, it's not. It's up for pre-sale and they have all the pictures of it. And I will, this is one that I awoke to again, which is the best way to wake up in the morning is just, um, here's a bunch of pictures of this guy you love. That's what I did. I texted Emily with a bunch of these pictures and just said, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are you going to observe like uh, each picture by picture or okay. how you can do this? All right. Well, I have, yeah, I am up on the SideshowToy.com website because Sideshow distributes um, hot toys in the U.S. And I just want to, look, we're not going to, there's only so much we can talk about. It's pictures of a toy. But first impressions, it's really fucking good. 
most hot toy stuff is really good. Every once in a while, there's something I don't like. Um, unfortunately, I feel like the uh, the face mold on the general Leia figure is pretty bad, which is weird because all the other layers have been really good. But that general Leia, which was sort of the one I wanted the most, I just I can't buy it because it's just it doesn't look right. But this one looks right. I wonder what Ben Mendelsohn thinks of this. I might comment on one of his like posts on Instagram and ask if he's seen the Hot Toys Mendo yet. I mean, it's got to be at least a little bit weird, right? Dude, I think someone like Ben would love this. Oh yeah, I mean, because this is something he had he had talked about um, when he did the interview with Steel, because Steel has a bunch of stuff, and he apparently like really got a kick out of it. But the Hot Toys are so realistic looking. It must be at least a little bit weird. Um, and because it's Hot Toys, it comes with a whole bunch of shit. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's like, like the, you know, the head sculpt. <laughs> what I love, uh, and it's just, it, there's something about the weird, the wording here that amused me, which is when it's describing it, it is movie accurate facial expression with detailed wrinkles and skin texture. Skin. So, to Emily, tell me, tell me about Mendo's skin texture. <laughs> like, does it specific specifically say what skin texture? Like, well, it's just it's movie act. What's just detailed? It's detailed wrinkles and skin texture. Is his dick detailed? Jesus Christ, <laughs> Brittany Brown. <laughs> We'll take that out. We'll take no, that out. We are not taking that out. I added this week. That is staying in. I mean, look, hot toys are pretty accurate. They're not anatomically correct. I mean, like, okay, let's. Did, did they make a Jareth hot toys? Uh, hot toys hasn't done it. Um, there is, oh, I forget the company that did it. It is like Sideshow selling it. Um, but it's like like $1,500 or something insane like that. And it's sadly lacking in the bulge area. Yeah, that's where I was going to. Do we, see, we don't see a bulge in... No, we don't. But No, because the, anyway. the, 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 the tunic. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Let's see. He... 30 points of articulation... Which means you can pose them in lots of ways, which is cool. Uh, seven pieces of interchangeable gloved hands, including one right fist, five gesture hands, and one hand for holding the pistol. Hand painted, okay. blah, blah, blah. Okay, one beige cloak with magnetic feature. One beige imperial officer tunic. And this is where I realized I don't know colors at all, because to me, that's fucking white, Right. Like, I wouldn't ever yeah. describe it as beige. But I'm also not, you know, it's not my job to be a professional seamstress who knows about colors. So one pair of black imperial officer pants, one black leather-like belt, uh, boots. It has the hat. It has the stupid rain hat that comes off and it's magnetic. And it also has, in addition to the normal cape, it has the rain cape from his first scene with Galen which is awesome 
Doesn't he wear the rain cape when he is at the base where Galen dies? He might have it on again then too, yeah. Because it's, like, it's like the weirder looking one. Like that has the little like front piece instead of just being over the shoulders. That's very detailed. And then it has the pistol and ammo clips and the code cylinders. And the pictures are one thing I love about what Hot Toys does with their pictures is a lot of them are pulled sort of right as recreations from scenes from the movie or else promotional pictures. Like there's one which is it's it's one of my favorite promo pictures of Krennic. Where it's just it's just him like sort of standing straight on with his hands clasped in front of him and his head slightly down. And and they have that and it's one of the things where I look at it, because you have a direct picture you compare it to that way, and you go, Holy shit, that's even more accurate than I thought. My favorite is that first one with Fader with his hand up and you just see Mendo looking at him. Like that is the most like lifelike image of this toy to me yeah that's a great one and it made me really want to get a vader but then i'm like i can't spend that much money on a toy just so i can pose it with another toy well i mean you have tarkin yes i do have tarkin so i'm going to pose them together make a kiss (laughs) (laughs) what i love is it also is is sort of like um, they have one because they they have like different gesture hands. They have one where it's sort of a fist with with a thumb out. So he's like got his like he's thinking. You know, it's like got us up to his chin. And there's a very similar pose with Tarkin, which is how I have my Tarkin displayed. And so hmm. I thought that was a nice touch. I think the hat is a nice touch too. Like I'm looking at the details of the hat, and the hat is very detailed like the lining on the hat and then you have the imperial logo and then just his face too you know they have and then I, I'm, I'm zooming in on like uh, photo number six out of 20 right mm-hmm. now and it's just I'm just so impressed of you know because I've seen the other toys before I don't know if this is just because of you know your fascination of Mendo kind of um inspiring me but I mean this is really good it's are all toys like this? Well, no. But the ones that are are really, really good. Like, I've talked about how good the Tarkin one is. That's good. I mean, the Tarkin one is, I gotta admit, a little bit creepy. Well, it's. I think it's just Peter Crushing. <sighs> I love Peter Crushing. Crushing, so yeah. Great. Crushing. Just so great. Uh, his, his hair too the brows and then like the the wrinkles the, I think the wrinkles the god given wrinkles it really it really then, sells it right it does the lining on the cape that's a really good cape I feel like the costume designers for Rogue One did a really good job with Mendo because you've never seen an imperial officer or an imperial person with a cape or just all white like I think that's very fascinating like I remember seeing Mendo for the first time in 
those trailers. And obviously it, I didn't know Ben Mendelsohn like I know him now. So I was like, oh, cool. Like this dude looks bad. It, it's a really impressive mm-hmm. costume. That's that's the thing about doing, I think the 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 white is, it's just this really, it's such a clean, precise look that it immediately is attention grabbing. And obviously if you put a cape on somebody, that's going to up that factor. So before Rogue One, were you really into Ben Mendelsohn? I I liked him when I saw him and stuff. Like I knew he was a good actor. And so because I had seen him, I had seen Animal Kingdom at that point and um Batman and He was in a Batman? Yeah. Um Oh no, never mind, never mind. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I'm being silly. And I guess I would have seen Killing Them Softly and maybe Place Beyond the Pine. So I had seen him in, in, in things and I noted, hey, this guy's good. But it was only when he was announced and we started to hear what his character was. I'm like, this is fucking perfect because I knew that was going to be a character I loved. That's my kind of villain. Because we immediately had the description of him as a sort of smart, calculating, conniving guy. And those are my guys. And then it just became its own thing. Partially as a joke, and then it became serious. Yeah. I mean... Look, part of it is Steel Saunders' fault. Because it was sort of through Steel Wars that it became, like, the thing that I was known for. And then I just kind of embraced that. Uh, I still haven't listened to that episode, your first episode with Steel. Oh, you've never listened to that? I need to go back and listen to that. No, I haven't. I mean, I got into Steel steel wars pretty late i mean the first ever episode of steel wars i listened to was the one where he took his friend who's never seen star wars to go see rogue one. Oh, okay that's a really good one yeah yeah because you know i started off listening to now this is podcasting and like every now and then they'd have their australian friend steel on and i thought this was just some dude that, that was sleeping on their couch you know like i didn't know that he had like a podcast <laughs> like i didn't know like i didn't know who he was and i found out he had a podcast and i was like oh he does he does stuff oh man i love you steel (laughs) i just like the way that like you know steel was introduced to like on on now this is podcasting like back then i was just like oh yeah like he's just like chilling you know like good old steel from australia you know that's so funny (laughs) yeah the the first episode i did was number 110 and that was when we were at la podfest a couple years ago and met in person for the first time romantic 
No, I'm kidding. I love it. <sighs> well, um, but you know the no, first. No, no, no. Oh, go what ahead. did you say? The first, the first photo I saw of this hot toys was like the resolution wasn't really that good, so I was like, "Oh, dang it, it's not that good." But then I went on the Hot Toys Facebook page and I saw these pictures, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Because I was at work when these photos were released. So, because I texted Emily, what was it like a uh, five o'clock your time? Something like that. Yeah, because I was wide awake at work, and I'm like, "Oh, Bendo, Emily's gonna like that." But what were you gonna say? Oh, just that I do have it pre-ordered. It comes out. It's going to be sometime between October and December. These always have a little bit of a, um, like, couple months because, you know, things go wrong in production or they're always working on stuff. So, yeah, between October and December. And hopefully it doesn't get delayed. Think about how much Star Wars content we're going to have from now to november or october through december we're gonna have <laughs> yeah. two episode nine trailers an episode nine name uh probably a mandalorian trailer probably a clone wars trailer like an actual trailer Ooh. there's That's lots of lot. stuff coming a lot of good stuff hopefully Yes. Huh. Well, uh, do you want to get to Fuck Mary Kill? Yeah, sure. We got Fuck Mary Kill. Um, this was sent in to us on Twitter by at Fancy Wolverine. I really, I really like that name. I don't know why. It just really amuses me. It's fancy. <laughs> and this was Fuck Mary Kill, Ryan Johnson, Gareth Edwards, Ron Howard. Okay, Brittany, what's your plan? I mean, I don't find Ron Howard sexually attractive, so I'm killing him. Sorry, Ron. Um, I'd probably marry Ryan Johnson because he just seems like a, a nice, pleasant man. And I would fuck Gareth Edwards. What about you? No, I think that's my, I think that's, that's where I'm going to. Ryan Johnson seems really sweet and he's funny and I think he's great on Twitter. Um, So I would marry Ryan Johnson. Ron Howard, I have nothing against Ron Howard, but yeah, I don't particularly care for him. Like he seems an affable enough dude, but I mean, that's about as far he as just- it goes. Like, for some reason, just, like, he, he – not that he reminds me of my dad, but, like, he's just, like, very, like, dad. Well, yeah, and he, like, he has a dad. You know, well, he has a dad. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Just, like – I don't know. He's a bit goofy. Yeah, I can't do, like, too goofy. Even though, like, I'm pretty goofy myself. Like, just goofy older dudes. Like, it just reminds me of my dad. I don't want to bang my dad. <laughs> taking that, taking, taking that out. God, please take that out. I don't know. I think that's what we just found our episode title. <laughs> also, what it comes down to is Gareth Edwards made 
Rogue One and Ron Howard made Solo. And I don't like Solo. I mean, he didn't make Solo. He tried to... He saw Solo in the dog pound, adopted Solo, and, you know, Solo lived, you know, an okay life, you know, like, Solo was able to, you know, go to the dog park, you know, make some friends, like, it made some enemies, you know, because, like, not everyone liked Solo, the dog, you know, but, you know, Solo is living happily on Netflix. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. How are you feeling about this metaphor now that you're all the way through it? Are you still still feeling good about it? I'm feeling fucking good about it. I feel like it was like, it was a really good, it was really good. Okay. All right. I'm I'm done with it though. I've I've stopped it. (laughs) (laughs) You're putting it down. Yeah, no, no, we're not putting down Solo. I'm just, I'm putting down the metaphor. I mean, Solo is living, living its beautiful life on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Netflix land. It's on Netflix now, guys. If you feel like watching Solo, go watch Solo. Good movie. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, like, if you like it, then you like it. Like, I was, like, Carlos was telling me that he watched it, and he's like, I would have preferred this to be, like, a series. And I'm like, yeah, that'd been kind of cool, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like we could have gotten to know, like, Chewbacca more, like the backstory of Chewbacca, you know? I just feel like we should know more about Chewbacca and then maybe, like, kind of more, like, Han stuff, maybe. I mean, like, I don't really care too much about Han, but that's just me. Like, some people, you know, because Han's one of your favorite characters, right? But I don't like this movie, and I don't think it did a good job with him. Yeah. But I don't know. But yeah, if you guys feel like watching Solo, go watch Solo. Yeah, you but know, you know why? Like, like, look, our, our fucking our listeners are adults, all right? I know that just because yeah, I don't yeah, like yeah. a movie doesn't mean that I think they need to not like a movie. I think I should. Like, oh, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. we're at the point now, like, I should just be able to say I don't like this movie very much without apologizing for not liking the movie. Yeah, I know. It's just. I'm, I'm weird. You know me. I'm, you know me. I'm weird about that stuff. I'm just like, oh, yeah. I don't like it. But I'm like, wait, other people like it. But anyways. Anyways. Um, Emily, should we get to the voicemail song? Oh, thank you for the fuck, Mary kill, fancy Wolverine. I just can't say that name without smiling. It makes me smile. That's a good screen name. Hmm. Yes. I don't know if I'm prepared to sing the voicemail song. I gotta... Fuck. I don't even... Um... Voicemail. It's a voicemail song. It's a voicemail song. Please sing along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a voicemail song. Voicemail! I really wanted to sing along. (laughs) But you can't because it's different every week. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Man, I regret starting that. I don't. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm very excited for this voicemail because I've been hearing this person make voicemails for our uh, lovely friends at Blue Harvest for a couple weeks now. And it's always an enjoyment in my work day listening to Blue Harvest and listening to uh, these voicemails. So 
Yeah, we got a voicemail from Rural Farm Boy, who is a cool dude. Yes. Supporter of many great podcasts and always, you know, retweeting podcasts, talking about them, like, wonderful. Amazing. Uh, do you want to play the voicemail? Yeah, let me try to. I'll do Canto Bite Dispatchers, Miss Emily, Miss Brittany. This is Anthony, and maybe you know me better in that Twitterverse as Rural Farm Boy. So on the way home from work day, and listening to your show for this week, episode 74, and you got around to talking about what that story was Todd Fisher oh, no. put out about having scenes with Carrie in what's going to be episode nine. And you sounded like you were fretting over it a bit much. So that put me to thinking, because you're worried about how how it would be used, and you sounded like you didn't. It's just it surprised you that there was all this other extra film that didn't get used, and we ain't never seen, because it ain't never just some of the deleted scenes is what we get, and then there ain't no more, because that's not how it works. Like every other film that gets made, there's always other extra film footage and scenes and such that nobody but the, the makers ever knows about. And the same thing went on with every previous Star Wars story that got told. There's a ton of other things that was filmed for many different scenes and many different characters we didn't know, never know about. Maybe we learned about them in art of books and such. But me thinking about this, well, just to me, more simply, is maybe the ease you're worrying is, remember, this is Lucasfilm. They're making this. And Mr. Abrams already got that story in mind. He knows what all he had used and made before that we don't know about. And it's going to get done right. They ain't told us a bad story yet. You know, they put as much love and care, sweat and blood and tears into it to tell us a damn good story. And that's just what they're going to do. So just like Lyra Ursa done said, trust in the force. And I look forward to your next episode. Take care, ladies. May the force be with you. See you on the radio. That was the most wholesome voicemail we've ever received. <laughs> yeah, and, and and look, I mean, I know I know there's always tons of stuff and not just like alternate versions of scenes, but obviously there's there's all like scads of things that got cut out completely. I I guess I feel maybe it's like this is if this movie weren't no, wait, that's not how I want to say it. Okay, let's say there is a three-year time jump. We know at least there's going to be some sort of time jump. Is All of my concern is, does this stuff they shot for a movie that took place three years earlier really work? And I, and I hope it does. And I do, I do have faith in, in JJ. I think 
he's a smart guy who knows how to tell a story. But I think part of my worry is just because because it's Carrie and because it's Leia. And because of how much Leia means to me as a character that as as much as I I, I think JJ's going to make a smart movie and knows what he's doing I I I just can't help but be a little bit wary. Yeah. This is a lot for Star Wars fans to handle because you know we all went and thought that and Last Jedi would be Carrie's last film. And we kind of, you know, took that in and you know, we're like, okay, like we kind of said our goodbyes to Carrie, and then we're gonna see her again in this one. Like that's just emotionally an interesting journey. Yeah, and I guess what I what I want to make sure is that she's not superfluous. Like I hope whatever they have is stuff that is able to make her important to the movie rather than just there because they want to have Leia in the movie, you know? And it just, I don't know, part of it is just all that it still just really fucking sucks because this was supposed to be her movie. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's something that we we know that they had that talked about that the the Force Awaken was was Han and Last Jedi was Luke, and this was supposed to be Leia's movie, and it just fucking sucks. It really does. It's sad. Yeah, and so yeah, I think look, Roll from Bear, I think you're right in that we are probably more worried about it than we need to be. It's just that she's so important. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they're going to show her in the trailer? I don't know. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if she's there. Because it's Leia and she's like her very presence is just reassuring. Yeah, I agree. Um, man, I want a trailer. Me too. You know who I want to see in the trailer? Gerald. Well, well, yeah, I do want to see Gerald the Porg, but really, I want to see Lando. Ooh, that'd be sweet. I want to see Lando, like, meeting Chewbacca again. Another how you doing, Chewbacca? It's all in the universe that I want. I know how much I bitch about the times and the callbacks and the I have a bad feeling about this. But I really, really want a how you doing, Chewbacca. I feel like we'll get that. I mean, I I hope so. 
I hope so. I keep thinking about the fact that Lando's in this movie, and every time I think about it, I get happy. I'm so glad they did it. I'm so glad they brought him back. I, I like, not that I forget that sometimes, but I just, I don't know, like, seeing Lando in a movie, like, I just think that's going to be really cool. I mean, we saw him in Solo, but I mean, like, seeing, like, Billy D. Williams, like, oh, man. I've never seen him in the theaters before. I want to know what Lando's been doing. Me too. Like, I want to know why Lando didn't respond to the distress call. Yeah, it's a big thing. Hmm. Um, well, thank you, Rural Farm Boy, for the email, I mean, voicemail. And thank you, Emily, for singing the voicemail song. Yep, yep. Uh, we also got an email. So do you want to read that? Yeah, we got an email from Rabia. Hi. Um, she titles it Star Wars Resistance. Hello, Canto Biters. I hope you guys are doing well. The new Resistance trailer came out and got me very excited for what's to come. But I have one concern. That Kaz's dad will die when Hossian and Prinum is destroyed. Now is the first episode. Oh wait, now in the first episode, Kaz has the option to tell his dad an attack was coming. So if he dies, Kaz is partially to blame. Especially since they're living in the post-Death Star galaxy, he should know better. And I worry that the show will gloss over that, but it tries to get my sympathy that Kaz, for Kaz that way, it will fail spectacularly. Anyways, what do you guys think? Keep on podcasting, Robbie. <sighs> I mean, I kind of don't want it to happen just because we have enough dead parents in Star Wars. And just in Disney. Yeah. I just, I feel like it's a, it's a pretty cheap way to get motivation and sympathy for your character. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like it's the easiest thing for them to, to do. I mean, I feel like that's kind of an easy, you know, a way for Kaz's character to be, you know, improved, not improved. I, I don't like that. I take that back. You know, for... There to be conflict was is there, but, blah, 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 blah. but you know what I mean. Just you know them yeah, doing it, that. Yeah, it gives yeah. it gives him some depth and some, but it's just such a it's such a cliched way to do it. Now here's the thing: is if if they did it and actually talked about that fact that you know Kaz has been working for a spy, Kaz has been knowing that the First Order is 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 like on the move and planning shit and he doesn't warn it like it doesn't warn his dad and it doesn't gloss over that like it really digs into that that would actually be really cool but i i sort of agree with rabia that they wouldn't they wouldn't talk about that anything is otherly like superficial like maybe there'd be one episode of kaz being like this is my fault and somebody being and like having jaeger or one of the other guys being like hey don't blame yourself and then he doesn't blame himself anymore mm-hmm. i mean i could possibly see like has like telling his dad like warning his dad and then his dad like being safe and then his dad being like well okay my son's a spy now but i mean his dad's a senator but i mean is it officially stated that all the senators die in 
Um, Kylo Ren's uh, I don't know. Star Killer explosion. Because he could survive. I mean, he, Kaz could warn him and he could find shelter or safety somewhere. I mean, that's a lot though. I mean, we don't know Kaz's parents' backstory. I mean, uh, we haven't heard of his mom. Like maybe something happened to his mom. Like there's probably a reason why dad's a senator is because something happened to mom and, you know, he's very into, you know, improving the galaxy for the better. You don't know. We don't know that yet. So, I mean, I don't even think they haven't even mentioned his dad since that first episode, have they? No, I want him to have siblings too, because I, I, I'm tired of these like only child. <laughs> you know, I don't know, but maybe he used to have siblings. Maybe something. I don't know. Maybe uh, we we don't know that yet. But who knows? Yeah, I'd I'd like I'd like to see them give Kaz emotional stakes in this in a different way. I really hope they do. Yeah, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with this. I mean, my bet's probably on that they might just kill the dad, but because, I mean, it makes sense, you know, he was on Hosnian Prime and it was destroyed, so... You don't know though. I mean, plus it's a very uh, it's a Disney. It's on the Disney Channel or the Disney XD. So I mean, they can't really. I don't think they. You see, that's the thing with these shows, is is that I'm always confused about how far they can go with certain things. Well, I mean, look, they're not going to show the people on the planet being vaporized or anything. I don't think they're going to go that far, but hey, the planet is destroyed and everybody dies. Seems pretty in line with stuff they're willing to do. I mean, it happens in the movie. You can't have it not happen. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, but we should see soon what happens. So um, I hope you're not too nervous, Rabia. I hope uh, everything happens according to, you know, your hopes and dreams. Thanks for emailing. Well, Emily, anything else you'd like to add to episode 75? Um, I don't think so. Do you have anything? No, I don't think so either. Okay. So thanks to everybody who wrote in this week. Please send voice messages or email to cantabitepod at gmail.com you can tweet us at cantabitepod you can find us on instagram at cantabitepod you can find me on twitter and instagram at eflind Brittany, where can people find you on twitter as canto brit and instagram as Brittany the ginger okay cool and you know if you're on itunes please rate and review us there that helps us out Otherwise, you know, just pass the word on on the show and we can get new listeners. And that is a good thing. Yes. But until next time, I hope you guys have a good week. Bye. Bye. Uh, Canto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh.
check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a candle bitch. Brittany the Jinj and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, candle bitch number one. Should know I've been down since day one.